0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one performance-enhancing minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott (laughs) Corelli. I'm Naomi Wong. How do? Welcome back, Naomi. Yeah, thanks for being here this week. Appreciate it. Um, Today we are talking about Minute uh, 12, uh, which is... (laughs) starting his well what day are we on uh <laughs> starts with multiple g-forces and horizon glides and uh and ends with um norman osborne being really angry about back to formula uh mm. this is the the hostile takeover minute i i presume um
0: yeah yeah uh yeah. norman arrives in this minute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and seems to be surprised by everyone uh, showing up as we, as we were called, there's a deleted scene yeah. um, that they either ch- shot and didn't put in or didn't shoot, but it's in the shooting draft. So who knows? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he shows up, seems surprised by the whole thing. And it seems for some reason, Dr. Strom is general Slocum's guy. Like, I don't know why right. he trusts this guy over Norman. I want to know why everyone hates Norman. Right. That, like, Cause like yeah. Norman in the comics and in cartoons, like you get it. Cause he's always portrayed as like a jerk. Yeah. Um, and in the, in the original kept draft, he's kind of a jerk. Like he's, he's sort of like a rich, pretentious, overly powerful jerk. Yeah. Um, but in this, you know, th- this Norman isn't an unlikable guy. Like he no. seems like a pretty likable guy. I don't know why everyone hates him.
1: Yeah. It's almost as if they're reacting to a version of the character that's not here anymore. I do think that having Norman be a, a nicer guy who's genuinely trying to do the best for his company and his son and all that is a good change. Is a good direction to go for a feature film like this. I uh-huh. it, it just almost feels like they made that adjustment and then didn't adjust the other characters around him as much. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Or at least tweak it so that everyone else is a jerk. You know, yeah. <laughs> and and they do they do a good job with the board later. Yes, um, when you get yeah. to know the board later, you're like, oh, all these people are jerks. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but this general just, like, hates Norman for no reason. It's
1: weird. Uh, yeah. He's got some sort of, like, anti-performance-enhancing uh, drug bias or something uh, yeah. going on back there. Uh, I do love, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. You talked about the the deleted scene and, and rationale between keeping it or excising it. And I think part of it is that in this minute, in this scene, Norman's introduction there, where, when you said he's, like, caught off guard but then sells the he sells that line of always good to have our board of directors pay us a visit. He, he mm-hmm. almost gives you the entire gist of that missing scene in the delivery of that line. Yeah. Which, you know, which, which like you might not know about beforehand when you're just writing the script that like, Oh, the actor can get that across here with less time or whatever. We'll just do it in the subtext there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's another one of those examples of just watching the skill on display uh, with some of these people, especially, I I know when we uh just watched the minute today getting ready for this I was like I had one of those moments like oh man like he's really good like <laughs> Willem Dafoe is a really good actor you guys I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> like he's pretty um he's pretty slick at the way that he gives and takes in scenes and and makes room for the other performers um Yeah I don't know you, one thing one yeah. thing
0: I'm I'm endlessly impressed with these movies and uh-huh. and it's a weird thing because you know at the time we're watching these and just like oh yeah I mean all these people are movie stars but like not really like yeah. they they really cast a whole bunch of nobodies I mean I would argue Kristen Dunst is probably the closest to a movie star in these yeah. movies But, like, everyone else were made movie stars because of this movie, and all of the villains were all, like, B-list actors. I mean, Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe is great, but he's not an A-list actor. No, no. He's always amazing. Right. And neither is Alfred Molina or – I forget the actor's name who plays Sandman, but neither is him. Like – from Sideways. It, What's his name? That guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: that guy. <laughs> that From guy. Wings. Thomas Hayden Church.
0: Um, yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Right. So <laughs> it's it's a lot of like, I, I, I really respect Sam Raimi for casting who he believed were the best actors for the roles yeah. rather than just like some movie star or right. something. Right.
1: This, this isn't the type of approach to these movies where you just like cast George Clooney to be like right. the main guy just because, you know what I mean? Because that is right. an understandable impulse. We talked about the, like, the Abercrombification of of main actors, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in the movie when we were talking about casting Toby, but even here too that, like, it would be a simple and quote-unquote safe choice uh, in a studio's mind to, like, go with a big-name actor or somebody that, like, might get some butts in the seats on opening day to play the, the big villain in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But instead they went for that guy who's been doing experimental theater in New York and who did that really intense uh, Jesus movie with Martin Scorsese a few years ago. Yeah. Like, it, like we want some sort of like really nitty, like uh, nitty gritty, deep tissue, like actor, character, creator guy, and not just like a marquee name for yeah. this. And it, really,
0: it changes It's really everything. impressive yeah. for this being the first Spider-Man movie ever made. Yeah, like yeah. They, like Sony was selling this movie on it being a Spider-Man movie and literally nothing else.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's not, come see the stars and all that. It's come see Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I it's love it. it's really bold. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting really I, frustrated an, seeing the same actors yeah. and everything. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you do. It it almost breaks the immersion uh, a little bit. I mean, I I'm I can adjust. Usually after the first couple minutes when I'm watching something and I'm like, oh, it's again to use George Clooney. Oh, it's George Clooney in this movie about this guy who's mm-hmm. firing people and flying around. But I can adjust pretty quickly to that. But there's still a a moment or two of, you know, uh, oh, OK, yeah, I'm watching a movie. This isn't real. But when you cast people that are just like, oh, they're they are that character and I, I they don't have a high enough profile that I'm bringing in baggage from their previous roles to this moment. You can mm-hmm. kind of just like sweep right along, uh, mm-hmm. pretty quickly if if you've done the rest of your work well, and I, I think that's one of the things here. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah. Uh, so General Slocum is a character created for the movie, but yeah. Doctor Strom is actually a character from the Spider-Man comics. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Doctor Mendel Strom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his first appearance was in Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-seven, which was the second to last issue. Uh, drawn by Steve Ditko
1: uh-huh.
0: um, in uh, June of 66. He was Norman Osborne's college professor and huh. later became a partner in Oscorp who would create the, uh, the strength enhancers. Um, and then Osborne who wanted the formula for himself actually discovered that Strom was embezzling funds from Oscorp and fired him uh and then when he got out of jail uh he went on a on a on a crime rampage looking for revenge using evil robots uh and he actually uses um he controlled his robots using a uh, telepathic controls that he wore on his bald head no (laughs) way yeah no way so wow. it's actually uh, very similar to what we've got going on here with the uh, what is presumably telepathic controls for the um, glider, yeah. For the glider, yeah. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, uh, connected.
0: Yeah, I don't know who to credit with
1: that. Um, but whichever, in the, however many iterations of the screenplay and and working with um, Sam Raimi, they were that that I think that's an efficient use of comic lore to like to to. To take a side character who done some strange things and like focus them in on something more uh, immediate to the concerns of the story. That's I think that's that's a good way to do it versus like, oh, Mm -hmm. we have this side character. I guess we'll have him get shot in the head or something, Uh, you know, we'll we'll give their name as like an Easter egg or something. Whereas like if you don't know anything about Dr. Strom, Dr. Strom's character still functions great in the movie and he he doesn't stick out in any weird way. Right. Learning the backstory going back to the comics just makes it richer instead of like, I don't know, angering you or uh, whatever reaction you might have. That, but that like, it's not necessary to know that, but it does give you that. Oh, wow. Moment we all just had um, on air. Not air. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: what's uh, what what's what's really interesting about his character is like he mm-hmm. that was his first appearance. Um, his next appearance was in the 80s when uh he was actually killed um and when he returned like so basically he died of a heart attack Mm. but then but he had made plans like jigsaw for after (laughs) his death and arranged to have his brain waves transferred into a robot double uh Uh and and started calling himself robot master (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, <laughs> and then later became in the 90s became a cyborg named gaunt which just sounds like the most 90s thing i've ever heard <laughs> you guys comics so, are weird comics yeah. are are wonderful but yeah um, his his yeah. his his uh his his main um source of uh i don't know plight um was uh, he always wanted to kill osborne that was always his thing and it, so wow. every time he showed up it was a thing where spider-man was like i could just not save osborne and that would be great but uh, <laughs> this whole great power thing oh god i got all
1: this responsibility now no. yeah
0: right oh man yeah. we'll, um we'll so that was, right that was that was always the that was always the thing with strom the tension there. um yeah
1: That's
0: really cool also and, uh, interesting yeah. is in the original kept draft mm-hmm. um Strom was not in that draft of oh, the, really? the screenplay. Yeah. Instead, yeah. that character was uh, Otto Octavius. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. again, you know, we'll talk about, but, uh, you know, way, way later, because it happens like 40 pages from now. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the script. But, in the script. Uh, but, but yeah, it's a dual origin scene between uh, Norman and Otto.
1: That's really interesting. Um, where like
0: they, they both get their powers at yeah. the same time. Yeah.
1: This is probably a more efficient use of of, of the scene, uh, time-wise at least, uh, for oh, this version yeah. of the movie where they're like, okay, well we can afford to do one one big bad guy. We should focus on Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. This is as good of a, a pivot redirect from the, the first gra- draft as as I could, as I could see. Um, definitely. Yeah, no, it works works really great. And I think Ron Perkins is great in the, in this role. You know, he's just Mm -hmm. the, just the right amount of nebbish, but he does like stand up for himself, you know, which Mm -hmm. causes a a genuine conflict between him and and Norman, not because they're like arguing, but because his goal, you know, to, to, if safety's sake or for, you know, proper scientific procedure or whatever is in the way of what, what Norman sees is like, uh, um,
0: saving the company um yeah it's interesting that that he works here and has no qualms about literally ruining this company (laughs) we're like with the actual like military
1: money guy staring him in the face like what do you think he's like i think we screwed up enough we'll have to start all the way over like all the way over Mm -hmm. there's no way we'll meet the
0: deadline that you wanted us to have I mean, uh, back to yeah. formula on one bad test seems weird. Yeah, in the, in the in the original script, it's that it happens every time, not just one test.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that
0: that plays better for me because, mm. but but it doesn't match this Norman Osborn. I guess is their thought.
1: Right, right.
0: Like it, it it matches the more conniving Norman Osborn, but
1: yeah, who's very blatantly against it versus this like maverick sort of you know risk taker right. that we have. Uh, now
0: yeah so these these performance enhancers i mean it's basically the super soldier serum right i mean that's that's yeah. what it would be if this was taking place in the marvel cinematic universe it would yeah. be if it all went, tie went
1: in yeah went properly this would be right. this would have been like oh we've been working on you know howard stark's formula from such and such you know years and tie it in that way um but th- it, the was, it wasn't howard the
0: stark it was what was his oh, name? Oh, uh,
1: what's his name? Uh, Erskine, Erskine. Erskine, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the Have tech
1: he... was Howard Stark. So yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that there would be a very organic sort of way to like flow that in because essentially that's what they're giving the goblin power wise oh. is like a super soldier, you know, Captain right. america E type general. It's, it's actually a
0: really similar storyline to um, Abomination in Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about that movie in forever but you're right no one has it's fine (laughs) because it doesn't exist guys
0: yeah yeah i i I pretend it doesn't exist as well
1: (laughs) oh it's got a really nice opening credit scene though i remember (laughs) it does it does (laughs) but it does not
0: have mark ruffalo in it so it's not real what incredible hulk movie yeah
1: yeah what are you talking about i don't remember Um, there being a hulk movie (laughs)
0: <laughs> I certainly don't remember there being two of them.
1: What? No definitely wasn't two of them. No, no definitely. Within <laughs> really a couple of years of each other? No, 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 no. Ah, it's crazy. Like totally different <laughs> directors and writers. Uh I I forgot what I was talking about, but I like
0: hanging out with you guys. So I'll finish <laughs> I'll finish that sentence that way. Okay. <laughs> uh what is this actor's name or the the, the actors the actor who's playing um strom what, what what is he from hmm? ron perkins he from... Uh, yeah. he's
1: like one of those uh like character actors who's worked in a bunch of stuff over the years let me just pull up his uh his imdb and double check here because he he is one of those guys where you look at him and you're like i've seen him in things like he's known mm-hmm. uh from stuff but uh let's see he was in house uh for a while as oh. dr ron simpson and he's in like he was in Heroes as a doctor and a bunch of stuff. Oh, um, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Heroes yeah. has a very similar vibe to the to these movies. If yeah, these movies exactly. took themselves really seriously, like that would be Heroes. Let's be oh, totally with
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's it's really
0: silly, but not aware of how silly the show is.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and he, you know, he was like on Roseanne and things back in the day. You know, so he was like oh, one of those okay. actors who was around a lot and who worked pretty regularly and film and TV but hadn't like, you know, busted out into some sort of big role, but that he knew that type of like, you know, guest star, guest actor, get in, sell the story, advance the plot, I'm not here to make waves type of approach to acting, which should be the approach to to guesting. Um I, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think he's great in it. I mean, we'll we'll talk about him more when we get to the actual uh serum scene, but um I do li- I do just like how he stands his ground. Um yeah in this sequence uh
0: i i also um i have a i have a question for naomi but before we yeah. get to that i have one yeah. last thing i want to talk about uh because i feel like it's worth pointing out i really like a couple of things about the board members um <laughs> the four that we see in this scene Oh, one, yeah. I like that one, uh, seems to be, uh, a, a, a man of, uh, South Asian descent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the other guy seems to be Japanese. So like, I like that there's a mixture. I uh-huh. do not like that. The only ones that talk are the white guys. I think yeah. that's a little, <laughs> that's a little, a little weird. Awkward. It's, it's, but, it's yeah. all, all men, all white. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think it is. I, I think it's really interesting that they chose to let the lead, like evil board member, be a guy in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, It's a bit like, like that, Professor X.
0: Yeah, like it has. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, he's just a character. But like they just chose to. And I don't know if this actor is just a paraplegic or if they were like, you know, let's let's have him be in a wheelchair. Like I don't.
1: I don't know, actually. I can. I suppose I could uh, try to hunt that down for tomorrow I or mean, later in the week. We'll, but, we'll, uh, we'll
0: look it up. We'll look it yeah. up when we have like more board member scenes. Uh, uh-huh. We'll look up like the board member characters and stuff. But like, yeah. I just think that it's really interesting that one of the lead, like one of Norman's lead antagonists, is just a guy in a wheelchair. A guy I think in a wheelchair. that's really interesting. Yeah,
1: like my friend, my friend Ken is a, an actor out here in Los Angeles. He's originally from Hawaii, but uh, he. He's in a wheelchair and he always talks about like the the goal is to not, you know, go in for a lot of the auditions which are like, oh, such and such the wheelchair person, but mm-hmm. to come in and audition for like, you know, the bad guy in a Criminal Minds episode or like one of the like main movers and shakers who just happens to be in a wheelchair that like uh-huh. he, he would much rather the character ends up in a wheelchair because he can the actor is in a wheelchair than like people being artificially placing them in there because like that type of representation is a lot more, uh, I don't know what the the word I'm looking for. Uh, Not palatable, but like uh, works a lot better. You know, it is is not a gimmick. mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That they're not like, there's no specific plot reason that like, Oh, okay. This board member was like injured in a thing that Norman put. And that's why he hates Norman. It could exist that way, but it's just that, you know, this guy's in a wheelchair.
0: I uh, mean and you yeah. can you can absolutely like create that headcanon if you want. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I don't mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would be, you know, upset with that interpretation of these events, sure. but yeah. in the movie, you know, he's just a guy in a wheelchair that's a board member and it yeah. just is what it is. Uh and I I really like that cuz it seems like a thing that most movies are afraid to do yeah. is to to make, you know, any sort of uh any sort of uh you know, other other a, other abled person, uh-huh. yeah. Um, in in a role other than like you know the best person in the universe that you never want, you <laughs> right. know, like yeah, like just yeah. ba- like a like a cinnamon roll, like you don't like that's seems to be the the go to thing for the wheelchair yeah. character is like oh the cinnamon right. roll best friend, right, right. But yeah. you want
1: you want like actual characters, you know. Yeah, uh, everybody appreciates variety. It. It's, yeah. it's actually that's something that I oddly i I never thought i would talk about glee but uh-huh. <laughs> but there is the character becky who is who has downs
0: and uh-huh. at first mm-hmm.
1: you think she's gonna be that cinnamon roll character S- right but then they right. let her be like pretty much like evil minisu right, sure. and i'm like that's so much more real like my brother's got downs and he's you know difficult yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, not because he's got downs just because he's but because he's a person yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. like people people come with all sorts of uh motivations and right. uh, goals and that come into conflict with other people completely outside of like what might be the like oh here's a category we can slot them into uh you know on the <laughs> mm-hmm. casting sheet type of thing like yeah that that resonates a lot further and i'm sure that type of representation feels a lot better for somebody in a wheelchair watching TV or somebody with downs or something who is like, Oh yeah. Like I appreciate that type of approach more mm-hmm. than I feel. I don't think anybody wants to be pandered to in awkward ways. I don't think anybody wants to be like, you know, um, a token, uh, diverse or a token alternate, like a uh, bit of cat. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. like feels like, Oh yeah, great. I'm glad that was there. Like that's really helping. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sort of approach, which is just, you write characters regardless. Uh, I, I've even talked about like um not talked about but I've I've had friends that like who are actors who try to push their um their reps to go after roles that they're explicitly not the main um break what what would you call it? like on a breakdown the the type that they're looking for like oh, a, a mm-hmm. friend who like says send me out for those male roles you know and she's a you know a very bossy brassy lady and she's like I can if I can get in the room, I can show them that like the character doesn't have to be. Yeah. Cause you can like, be random the, the... technician. Number five has to be a dude. Like, right. Exactly. There's no reason for it, you know? Right. And, and you're, you're more likely to like be able to do something unique with that character as an actor. If you're coming into it, you know, not as a token blank that they have to slot in there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tricky thing. And, and obviously not an easy conversation to, to work your way around. Um, uh. It, It's not an easy conversation to work your way around in terms of terminology or in terms of like uh, how things come across, but it is an important one to wrestle with. If you're a content creator or a writer or a director or, you know, an actor or anybody involved in, you know, representation in media, it's it's worth wrestling with those um, those concepts and not just going for an easy um, what feels like a oh, a nice cinnamon roll approach to it. Um, Mm. Right. Yeah. So good stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah um so i think
1: uh you had a I question for th- me
0: oh yeah but i think i'm gonna save it i think i'm gonna cool, save cool, it cool. for the next minute uh yeah. since since that that topic about the about the guy in the wheelchair uh drove us down a t- down a long road <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, along a, road, a road than expected yeah. Yeah, a yeah good road but but yeah. longer than expected so i think i'll save my question for naomi for tomorrow <laughs> but okay uh, cool, perfect cool, cool. yeah i think i think that uh i think that wraps us up yeah yeah. Um. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute thirteen. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, go check out duelinggenre dot com slash merch. Uh, we should have a Spider Man minute uh, T shirt up in the shop at this point. Um. So go go check that out as well as all the merch for all of our other dueling genre shows. Uh. They'll all be in there, and uh, you know, buy 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 a shirt uh, with with Zach and I's face on it. I guess. <laughs> I'm getting one. I can't wait. (laughs) Uh, And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 13. Bye.